What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by It's Christmas in September. Joey Noel. I forgot I was muted. Hello, good morning. <laughs> good morning to you. And joining us as well, the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. I'm glad that I'm one of two people on this show with a little sleepy voice. You got that sleepy voice? You got a little that sleepy nice voice. Little... Yeah, a little yeah. sleepy voice. Yeah, it takes me a while to warm up. It takes me a while to warm up. You know, it takes a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And rounding out the group for the first time on this show, the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Hello, Timothy. How are you? I'm good. And you are finally wearing a Portillo hat. That makes me really happy. I don't think you I've seen you wear you, this on well, content. You know what a hat yet. means usually, right, for Greg Miller? What's Hung over or didn't shower. shower. Sometimes both. Oh, yeah. But now yeah. that Ben's here, it's pretty much always head and shower. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how that works. This is why well, I mean, every weekend photo you see of me, I'm in a hat because it usually woke up and was right into it. Right to a farmer's market, right to an Indian voice memo. It is. I mean, maybe it's just like psychosomatic in my head, all this, but it's like you look like a dad. And it's like you, you do still look like a dad when you wear the hat, but it's like you now. Wow. <laughs> the transition has happened. And it we, is like, you know, I'm, I'm Mr. Mom in it over here, right? Where, mm-hmm. you know, Jen's out of town. She's up on a work trip. So, you know, I had, I had uh, in the night shift all by myself. I woke up this morning with Benny. We went out. We, I packed his breakfast. We went out on the town, went to the grocery store because Grandma Jay's coming in today. Then we oh, got yeah. back here. Nanny got here, dropped Ben with her. Then I came down here, watched She-Hulk, build kind of funny games daily. Stayed up late last night. Not even late. Just worked late last night, getting PS I Love You and kind of funny games daily ready so I could do all that today. But then I got to make lunch and make sure there's food for mom when she gets here. But then, of course, once that's all done, I got to do that show. And then I moved the show so that I could make sure that I could do PS I Love You so I could still see mom when she got here because I didn't want mom to get here. And, not see, so then, and I'm going to make steak tonight. Steak, <laughs> okay, okay. We got some cross generational like responsibilities. Already. I love it. You're taking care of your mom and your son. That's, That's right. That's right. Yeah. And the one thing, well, Kevin, I haven't figured out is when I'm going to bring her to the studio. So you will have to figure that out because I know that like walls have gone up. <laughs> Last time she was here, it was a giant empty garage. Now I'm aware oh, there he... is a wall up, and I want to see uh, show her the fact that hey, a wall has gone up. Even though we're targeting 2025, a wall has gone up. Let me know. I'm always ready to. Of course, you're always ready to unlock the door. I know. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this is the kind of funny screencast we do it multiple times a week now on youtube.com slash kind of funny and roosterteeth.com. <laughs> Excuse me. Jesus. <laughs> this cough sucks, y'all. It really sucks. It gets me what I least expected. Now, before it was just the snakes I had to worry about, you know? Mm. Now it's like they're inside me. They're trying to get out from the inside. Yeah. Oh. The snakes are trying to get out from the inside. Yeah, dude. I don't know how they got in there. I didn't want to ask questions. But I don't think it was from my top parts. Oh, you know what? Jesus Stop listening God. to this these. Is, no. Nick and Greg level. You're better than that. You're it went better in my than butt. that. It went in my butt, you guys. Uh, <laughs> you can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Screencast, and we'll be right there for you. If you wanted to get this show live as we record it, if you wanted to get it ad free, if you wanted to be a Patreon producer, just like Fargo, Brady, and Molecule, you're going to want to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, where you can do just that uh today we're brought to you by express vpn and chime but first i want to tell you a little housekeeping again screencast popping off right now we are doing so much we have uh she hulk going on right now we have lord of the rings rings of power we have game of thrones hot d house of the dragon all going right now and in a few short weeks we will be doing andor as well so four screencasts a week potentially it's going to be wild uh and then in addition to that in review is about to be really cool we're doing two in reviews next week returning to two of our favorite franchises of all time one of them clerks three greg it's happening 
It is next week. It must week. stick in your fucking craw that IGN gave it an 8 out of 10 today, huh? That must really piss you off, Tim, because I've never met Me? somebody who wants clerks to die more than you. Andy, don't even listen to this clown. Best trilogy ever. Well, I was, I was going to say, well, I'm next on the list. <laughs> <laughs> but in addition to Clerks 3, tonight, as of recording this, at midnight, the world will change once again when Cobra Kai Season 5 comes out. And oh. we will be doing... I think it's all Black Adam. <laughs> I literally, no, no, my asshole no. clenched. I'm like, did we fuck up and not get Black Adam tickets? Like, Am I going to miss the IFU power in the DCEU change forever? Uh, in addition to that, speaking of that, actually, there's a whole bunch of stuff happening in the next couple of days that I don't know exactly how we're going to cover. So stay tuned to twitter.com slash kindoffunnyvids for updates on how we're going to cover all the D23 stuff happening. I heard that there's a Black Adam trailer that might drop at some point. Uh, there's like the, the Knives Out trailer just came out. I don't know what's going to happen but stay tuned youtube.com this is an entertainment property of. show mm-hmm. so i feel like i can ask you do you buy into these rumors that uh at like mcu d23 they're gonna announce henry cavill and a bunch of other jabronis i mean they're it's 50 50 honestly at this point people there's rumors that it must be real and then there's a bunch of people that are just trying to get clout on the internet saying anything that sounds like it possibly could be real I'm giving it all a 50-50 at this point. We thought there's going to be 15 Reed ready to go. All right. If I need mm-hmm. to, if we need to celebrate his his move to the MCU, I'm ready to pop some Pez, Joe. Can't think of anything more celebratory than Pez. <laughs> the pop of Pez, baby. Uh, I say this every time we get close to a big uh, Marvel announcement thing, but my like, all chips in on the table. Let's go big dreams and hopes. Tom Holland comes out. They sign a big deal, oh, not just for God. Spider-Man, but for all the Sony stuff being co-developed by Marvel. They can fix it. Kevin Feige can do it. But speaking of Kevin Feige, today we are talking about She-Hulk episode four, baby. Now, me, Joey, and Andy have all given our thoughts on the show in different ways over the last couple weeks. But Greg Miller is joining us for the very first time. Greg Miller, what have you thought of She-Hulk thus far? And what do you think of episode four? Thus far, I don't want to include this episode. Because thus far, I have liked, not loved She-Hulk. I enjoy my time in it. I laugh at it. Uh, and I bounce from it. You know what I mean? I am one of the people who doesn't get hung up on it, but I, it does take me out of it of sometimes how the CG looks and stuff like that, where I'm like, yeah, you know, it, you know, and I understand, of course, it's what it is, what it is, what I want. They want, do I want her to paint, do I want them to paint this woman green? No. So it's like, it's got to be what it's got to be. <laughs> but the jokes hit for me and stuff. I wish personally, especially for it being MCU and not being a, a comic book, because I, I, you know, I read the occasional She Hulk comic book growing up. I remember grabbing those. Like, for them breaking the fourth wall as much as they did, I wish they'd given us a little explanation of that. I wish she had said when she got the powers and made the comment to us and Hulk looked at her and all that stuff. Like, there should have been a, I, I wish there was just a moment, a line of like, yeah, I break the wall. Or, or I'm not Deadpool. Or like, because it's like, I understand like in my day-to-day life, as everybody who has listened to me for these 15, almost 16 years now knows, Joey, I podcast in my head. So you want to, if I, like, I, there's, Andy, there's an excellent chance that I am fiction for someone out there in another universe and they're reading me and I'm talking to the camera or they read me and like, and that makes sense, but I don't know it. She knows it. Right. Cause like when, you know, Hulk, it was like, you know, I'm a different person literally. And she went, ha ha. It was, that's a funny joke. But then I call it Joey. Then I call it Joey, a noodle scratchel. Cause I'm sitting there and I'm like, <laughs> Good old noodle scratchel. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired. Uh, scratching that noodle. And going like, wait, so like she knows about our, it's like, so is it and it's like i don't mind i get over it it's fine it is what it is it's a comedy marvel show which i appreciate quite a bit all that said right i've I've enjoyed it 
I look forward to it. Jen and I watch it usually every Thursday night and have a great time. This episode, I loved. I thought this was the best episode so far. I thought this is the one of like, cool, we've done all the work. You understand how we are. And this is like the, I like this. Hey, here's an episodic serial lawyer show of She-Hulk, right? And it was like, fuck, this is great. Donnie Blaze, are you fucking kidding me? And it's the Suits guy from Entourage. I was like, yeah, <laughs> this guy's always been dope. And then this Donnie Blaze bit is hilarious. And his partner's hilarious. And like, I just thought this is the one that hit it all the way through. I, I mean, I wrote down a bunch of notes for it, right? And like, you know, this is the one where I think Wong popping up and being like, Donnie Blaze is going to pay for this. And then we get the intro and jump right to Jennifer, right? She's like, oh, you look happy. You're, you know, it's cool that Wong's back. He's Twitter armor. I'm like, fuck, this is so good. Like, what a great, like, now, like, again, I've, I've settled into, this is just what it is. This is what their fourth wall is and da, da, da. And I'm like, fuck, that's great. Uh, and I just had a great time with this episode. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was really good. And then to my point earlier, like, her and Wong fighting the demons, that I think is the best She-Hulk has ever looked in the show. Where I was like, oh, damn, in motion doing superhero stuff, this looks really good. It's when she's sitting there typing at a computer or just having a conversation. And I'm, I'm like, man, not that I, it's, you know, a huge turnoff, but I'm like, man, I had a great time with this episode. I love this episode. Greg, you should Wongers. go back and watch. Yeah, shout out to Wongers for sure. Uh, <laughs> you should go back and watch our, our last couple screencasts because I have some theories on the fourth wall breaking that uh, are kind of fun. Don't want to tell you now because we need the know, news. We need the I, news. I've said it before. I need to let you know. I will never <sighs> watch kind of funny content. All gotcha. Right? <laughs> I listen to the X-Cast just to hate Paris Lily, and that's what I do. I got to let you know, Greg, like uh, I was prepared for much deeper of an insult towards me than just you not <laughs> listening to kind of funny content there. So I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That's I love you, Tim. You know I listen to content, but yeah, I have not, I have not caught up on screencast. Joey Noel, what do you think of this episode? Yeah, I think – I think so far this is my favorite one too. Um, it is nice to be through like a lot of the like, hey, let's introduce you to everything in this world and how it's going to work. And now it like feels like a full-fledged show. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting too because in this episode, Madison totally worked for me as like a character that made me laugh yes. in a way that the Asgardian woman from La the Megan Thee Stallion episode absolutely did not work for me. I was like, oh, there was something about her character. And I know that those are like, I think polarizing because I think a lot of people aren't going to like her in this, but I thought she was super funny. I loved the her and Wong dynamic. I loved like the weird, I'm going to spoil all these TV shows for you and stuff like that. Like she was a really fun, like moment of levity. And I like it's all of these side characters. At no point am I angry at the show or whatever, but it's funny because in my notes it popped up and I was like, oh shit, he's watching Sopranos on HBO Max. <laughs> and I was like, all right, season five, episode 12. I'm like, oh man, Jen and I left off somewhere in episode or season four. Oh, We're going to no. get back to it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's really kill Adriana. I was like, fuck, all right. Well, fair <laughs> enough. I had that coming. That's on me. That's on I me. I know. Out of all the places you would expect for Sopranos to get spoiled for you, she yeah. is probably not what you would have expected. She was great though. Madison was great. And it was the same thing yeah. where she popped up and you're like, all right, just drunk girl on stage. Like, I get mm -hmm. it. And I did like the, uh, you know, what is it, two ends and a Y, but not one oh, thing. God. <laughs> God damn. And then she came back in the corner and was like, all right. And then the stinger, I was like, fuck yeah. So good. Um, I think the dating stuff was really fun. I continue to really, really like her paralegal assistant, whose yeah. name I Chell, forget every yeah. single week. And I always wish we get more of her, but I guess in the grand scheme of things, I'd rather be, I want more of this character than like, holy fuck, there's too much of this character. Um, so yeah, I I'm glad that we finally got some reference to Titania again after weeks of just Wait, like where is she? And I think that's another funny bit, right? Not only the whole delivery thing of especially I know a processor when I see it, and then oh is that is that really your opinion, Your Honor? And she shuts the door. But like 
in general, I like that way of like this. This is how she's going to be a, a villain to her. Of like the next thing is like, well, now she's going to sue for the name. Yeah, um, I always keep forgetting too that it's nine episodes because I was getting worried. I was like, oh, they're like, can you have a fulfilling arc with Titania if we haven't seen her this long? But I guess we still have like five episodes left, so I will be interested in seeing what a villain in a sitcom version of all of this looks like because it's very non traditional, obviously, for MCU is with everything in the show. But yeah, I had fun. Andy. Yeah, I freaking love this episode. Like, I've, I've really enjoyed I'm right with Joey on this one. I'm pretty much identical to Greg, where I have really, really liked this show. And I think Tim said it perfectly the first time I was on, I guess that was last week, uh, regarding the, the chip damage comedy, where it's just, you know, uh, death by a thousand little funny jokes that are just really, really... They they still stick with you, and they're nothing that you're gonna you know absolutely crack up over. But I think this episode really showed off its comedic chops in the best way possible. Um, I think Tatiana Maslany is like fucking perfect. I think she just nails every line in this show and in this episode in particular. I'd say my least favorite part was the demons in the it, throwing that stuff all like i i found myself not really caring about the danger or threat that that was i think it sort of presented a a funny problem to interrupt that date um but i just kind of wanted to see here get back to the date you know what i mean see i kind of liked it about that where i was like you know even though the demons were creepy or whatever they weren't like eating people or breaking out mm. it wasn't this giant thing in new york they contained it to one room and they were just annoying <laughs> they won't die uh, yeah, I guess it was just like my, I don't, I don't know, I, I I enjoyed the episode, and if that didn't happen, I, I would have totally loved the episode. Um, gotcha. I think it was just more of like the comedic angle they were trying to go at it with, but um, I, I loved uh, Donnie Blaze. Madison is like, it's, while watching Madison's character, I was just thinking like, you know what? I miss Nick because I know that he would love <laughs> to talk about this character. God. Because yeah. like, I was fucking cracking up at everything that she said i thought her portrayal of this just drunk valley girl was just so perfect um i yeah i think this i think the comedic writing in the show is just like top tier like level type stuff that you would want to see um and it's it's a different type of comedy that i think we've seen in the mcu because it is more sitcom it is more you know, they're kind leaning of, into it, right? Yeah, it's not just it, like a, a side aspect of it. It is, yeah. Um, but but it also just kind of feels like I'm watching like uh, Modern Family or New Girl or something. Like they're, they're mm -hmm. just like mm -hmm. these little lines of dialogue that just kind of hit you that really really work. And I, I thought the writing was fantastic. Um, I yeah, everything about Wongers and the fucking post credit ep uh, scene. <laughs> Of so her asking him about all the alcohol. <laughs> like, I don't think they have bought. Like, I'm just like laughing at everything that's being said. And I think like this show, uh, this episode showcased their comedic chops and like, hey, we're really fucking good at this. And this is why you should be loving this show. Um, I laughed so hard at when she becomes She-Hulk for the Tinder thing. And then she's like, wow, this is going to be really sad for uh, for Jen. Like her, this is a blow to Jen's this is, a, this is a blow to Jen. Yeah, that, God, I cracked up so hard at that. Um, I, I'm with Greg, though. Like, they're, I, 
I would love to like throughout all of this, um, just on my own time in the similar way that we've all kind of wanted to re-rank our own personal rankings for like Pixar or like our own personal rankings for, for I got Marvel. Right the first time. I've wanted to I want to go through like every scene where She-Hulk is on screen and rank its level of quality <laughs> because it it's such a range. I like her walking in the office in that broad in, in that daylight for whatever reason the lighting and the color matching just doesn't work and it looks really really bad. It looks like um and also it's because of her the the something about the suit or whatever and her stature somebody pointed out on TikTok that it looks like an NBA 2K cutscene and they absolutely <laughs> nailed it because it really looks like a 2k cutscene when you're in the front office and they're like hey yep. what's up uh new player in the street we're gonna sign you to a contract <laughs> that's it looks so really really awkward accurate. and, and that's there probably are... you know what andy that's probably a big reason why the fight scene works for so well for me is that it's getting back to that like she was in the dress right so we saw her arms more whereas yeah, yeah she looks so blocking the suit which the assistant makes a so comment blocking. about Clearly, they're eventually going to make her or get her into like a better looking She-Hulk outfit or whatever. But fuck, that probably is a great reason of why I just like, yes, she does look like fucking GM of the Bulls or whatever. in NBA. <laughs> But in other sequences where she is just talking near the camera, like, goddamn, there are some shots yeah. where it's just, is that just her in makeup with like a wig now? Like, I, I know it's not, but there are some shots that are just so damn convincing. And I think a lot of it is just a product of getting her in certain lighting that matches better with the way the textures kind of work off of the hair and the face. And there are some shots that are absolutely phenomenal and some shots that just look really, really terrible. And this episode starts off looking really, really terrible. And I'm like, oh, damn, all the budget's gone. Here we go. This is what the rest of the show is going to be. But then we see her in much better lighting when she's in the bar doing all the dating scenes. And yeah, there might be some weird kind of deformations in her mouth when she's talking, but uh, everything in the bar or in the apartment, all those shots were just really, really nicely composed, and her the rendering was just phenomenal. Um, yeah, dude. I, sorry, I'm, I keep on blabbering, but this show's like fucking great. It's junk food, and I don't, I don't feel like I've ever kind of wasted time, even though this isn't hinting towards some Must massive watch. twist. Yeah, this isn't like, oh, dude. Well, you got to watch She Hulk for the fucking. You're not going to understand Ant-Man and Quantumanium if you don't watch She-Hulk. Exactly, yeah. Like I feel like that's what's kind of kept me into a lot of Marvel shows that I haven't necessarily been interested in, where it's like, well, I still got to watch it in case blah, blah, blah happens. I'm just having a blast with this show so far. Yeah. Tim, what do you think? It's funny you bring up the the junk food thing because, like, to me, this uh, I feel similar to it, but like I think even in a more positive way where this is like eating ice cream. Oh, totally positive. No, yeah, no, I know, but yeah. I, I'm taking it like I think even more positive. Where like to me, this is it's eating ice cream for dinner, which you don't do all the time, but every once in a while, we've been there and it happens. <laughs> and you're like, you know what? I got everything yes. I wanted out of that experience, <laughs> and it happens because I ate a, a breakfast, I ate a lunch that were real food, right? Yeah. I watched mm-hmm. Endgame, I watched all these other things, but every once in a while, it's nice to just just get the good stuff, just get the stuff, the the little extra things that aren't actually giving me the nutrients I need, but are just making me happy and i feel like this show was created to make tim gettys happy there is all the chip damage jokes that you're expecting and one of my notes as i was uh watching this episode i was like it's rarely if ever hysterical and then they had the madison two ends one y not what you think then they repeated it and both those things <laughs> chip damage funny to me get my type of humor thought it was very funny but the shot of the lawyer 
when she spells her name correctly <laughs> and you see him like, oh, damn it, and like scratch it out. That is one of the funniest things I've seen this year. That was fucking hilarious. And I was like, you know what? I'm not giving this show enough credit for how actually funny it is mm-hmm. on top of all the Marvel stuff that it's delivering to me. Like this is playing with the MCU, playing with the sandbox, the characters in a way that I could only dream of a show doing like this is we always talk about comic books come to life this is comic books come to life in a post mcu world that i am just blown away by the amount of cameos the amount of references the amount of doubling down on wong as a character we've joked about the wong cu and all this stuff but like we're getting so much of him and they're using him well and it feels like the same wong that we know sure slightly toned differently this is a comedy show whereas Most of the Marvel movies are action first, comedy second. This is the flip of that. But this is Wong. You know, it's not like a variant of Wong or something. This very much feels... We saw him listen to Beyonce, right? Like, we understand that he can exist in our world and be funny, even if he's not being ha-ha funny. And and with all the things of, like, this not leading to Quantumania or whatever, it's like, I don't know, man. This show is delivering so much to me. Like, this show, not only are they doing the, the jokes of, like, oh, Wong's giving me Twitter armor and all that stuff. These episodes are chock full of Easter eggs and theory stuff. They're speaking directly to the people like me that break down and watch the shit and like look at frame by frame things like Mephisto, y'all. All the they're doubling down, making jokes and references about the Satan demonic Mephisto shit in this that people were theorizing about WandaVision. It's like, come the fuck on, man. This is like so. I had to give a goat six drops of blood, and I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> come on. Come on, man. It's like I love it. And it's like it's not only we're, we're now that we're four episodes in. When I when we're talking about episodes, I think one and even up to two, I was saying like the show is really unique because a lot of the things that we enjoy the most are just them referencing things that we know. And it's like, but no specifically about the MCU. And it's like, that's the joke. And a lot of the times people would be like, oh, the member Barry stuff. Like that's so 2010, like get over it. This is different because it's referencing text that we hold sacred and that we are so invested in and that they keep delivering to us so well. But I feel like we're now at a point that the meta-ness of how they're working with the show, I think is, is a lot better than I had given it credit for. I'd already been given it a lot of credit, but I understand why they gave these four episodes for critics to review because I think that seeing all four of these really gives a good idea of what the show is. And now I totally understand like what every episode's going to be. And yeah. we're talking last week about the case of the week and how that all kind of plays into it and the potential downfalls, which there might be ones that don't hit as hard. You know, I, I think we can all agree that the case this week was more interesting than the case last week. Uh, but I don't think that the case last week was bad and I have hope that next week can be even better than this potentially. But I think that four episodes in the show has now proven to me that not only can it be consistently funny, that it can have a a plot that is progressing episode to episode with an overarching narrative. It can have character development between things and it can also function as standalone episodes with stories that are just one-off things. I love it. I love the Blomsky references. I love that Titania is just in the background and going to be a bigger thing. They are absolutely nailing this for me. And if they keep this up, I think the show is going to be very high ranked for me. Before I forget, I want to call out. I loved the scene when uh, uh, <laughs> they were talking about you can't copyright magic or whatever. And Jennifer, they, they all do the thing. And Jennifer goes, oh, my God, even the lawyer is a magician. Because <laughs> he was doing stupid <laughs> shit. I'm like, God damn, that's funny. Uh, man, I'll tell you what. My dyslexia is working overtime right now. Looking through the IMDb and thinking of Titania and seeing Tatiana. Like yeah. I, I just every time I see those two names, I, I'm just constantly confused. But um, I will bring up my next point 
after a word from our sponsors. Thank you, Andy. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock. You don't know who's looking through all your stuff, finding all of your Nintendo Switches, your PlayStation Vitas, or all the other things that you're hiding in there. When you go online without a VPN, internet service providers, ISPs, can see every single website you visit. They can legally sell this information without your consent. Nobody wants that. That sounds like a bad time for everybody. You can browse more anonymous it's easy to use and it works on all devices i love expressvpn it is super simple to use i feel safe across all of my devices knowing that whether i'm on my desktop or my mobile phone people aren't getting in there i'm safe on the internet and what i look at what i browse that's mine. That's for me to know. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash kind of funny. And you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. Next up, shout out to Chime. Like a cool breeze, Chime is a refreshing way to handle your money. There's no monthly fees, no maintenance fees, and no minimum balance fees. So it's how banking should be done. And when you need access to your money, you can do so fee-free at more than 60,000 in-network ATMs at many locations like most Walgreens or 7-Elevens. You can also send money to anyone even if they aren't on Chime. Fee-free for you and no cash-out fees for them. Chime, no monthly fees, no vibe killing fees sign up for a chime checking account it only takes two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score you can get started at chime.com slash kf games that's chime.com slash kf games chime is a financial technology company not a bank banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp bank or stride bank na members fdic out of network atm withdrawal fees apply except at MoneyPass atm in a 7-eleven location and at all all point or visa plus alliance ATM. Other fees such as third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. Chime.com slash KF Games. Andy, that was magical. Uh, thank you. The the uh, the next thing I wanted to... Uh, well, the thing I wanted to sort of piggyback off of what Tim has been talking about is that, like, the, the reason why this show is so entertaining to me and why I enjoy it and, um, I, I, again, I've, I've already stated and mentioned that it's just I think the the comedy writing is really really damn good, but I I feel like usually when the internet gets mad at like me or Nick or Kevin you? for maybe not liking a lot of these other shows, the idea is that just turn your just turn your brain off, dude. It doesn't have to like matter. It doesn't have like just enjoy it for what it is. And like this is I can finally say that like I am enjoying an MCU show for what it is. Like I and that sounds kind of like weird and like a convoluted way to to say that, like, I think that this is just such a good standalone show on its own. And it's a show that doesn't have to have major ties. And sure, all of the Easter egg stuff that you're mentioning, Tim, like, I know that that's adding extra enjoyment for you. I haven't noticed shit and that hasn't changed my enjoyment for this show because it's like already just enjoyable on such a surface level for me. Uh, uh, Greg, go ahead. Sorry, if you have more to say, I shouldn't go in yet. You have more no, no, no. I just, yeah, I was just pointing I out that, like, I think we eat. just get a, I think it's kind of, you open up the comment section, it's always, like, people getting mad at me. You're like, Annie, just fucking laugh, just laugh, Annie, just fucking enjoy the show. But it's like, but I can't do that if I don't find those shows enjoyable. Like, you, you're telling me to just eat the food that you don't think is good and think that it's good. Well, I can't, because it's 
not good for me or I just don't see it as an enjoyable thing. But this is just really, really damn entertaining uh, just on its own. Like I it doesn't need major ties in order for me to feel enjoyment out of it. Go ahead, Greg. <laughs> I was podcasting in my head and oh. the audience on your behalf, but it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my thing, uh, you talk about Easter eggs and the stuff they're dropping in there. Sure, 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 sure. The guy on the date who's the specimen guy, Tim, is he going to be one of the people who jumped her with the stuff? Or is he a bigger, just somebody else who's trying to figure it out? Because I really enjoyed the rundown of her powers, calling her a specimen, talking about what was impenetrable. What about Vibram? It, was, it definitely seemed like they're going to come back to that of him being a villain in some way. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be one of the, the wrecking crew. But uh, my boy MT from New Rockstars uh, tweeted today saying that his theory is that it's going to be the leader's brother. Uh, the leader being ah. the guy with the big head from yeah, yeah. Wolf. from and Old Brother this, Where Art Thou? We remember. And in the comics, yeah, exactly. Oh. The there is a brother that ends up being called the Madman, who is obsessed with the Hulk and like calls him a specimen gotcha. and things like that. So I feel like they might be building that. They might not. It might know, have I just been like, a nice little Easter egg reference in there. Or yeah, because there's yeah. there is a lot of things in this that are like like close but not quite. So it might just be like a if you know you know kind of like homage is less than building to something like Donnie Blaze. Is not Johnny Blaze, which is yeah, Ghost yeah. Rider, but it's close. But like this guy's just like a fraud magician, so it's like kind of like a weird thing that I don't know what they're doing. But like Marvel doesn't make name choices like that without a, a purpose, you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless it's Ralph Boner, but we can just pretend <laughs> that didn't Boner. happen. Fucking you know, goddamn bullshit. Goddamn. <laughs> we'll never forgive them for that. <laughs> Do we um, think that Abomination comes back in the show, or is he? Oh yeah. Is his part done? Okay. Oh yeah, I mean they reference him again in this episode. Like I think, I think but, he like, comes back. Also talk about Hulk, and it's like I have no idea if he's coming back in the show either. Not he that I to. need these. Not I'm perfectly fine with them not coming back. I just think it's interesting being like, oh, like these people could come back. We still haven't uh, seen Daredevil, and like there's a lot of things coming back potentially. Oh shit, about Daredevil. Like that's the thing. We still haven't <laughs> seen Daredevil. My thing is, I think that we have to get Hulk back. Because, like, I'm saying Easter eggs. I feel like Easter eggs isn't even the right term for this. It's like the Sakaar spaceship stuff. That's not an Easter egg. That's plot points. Like, they are building mm -hmm. to giant, giant plot stuff that could potentially have major ramifications in upcoming movies and stuff. And, like, they are just, they're doing it. It's not, oh, they might do it. It's like, they are doing it. It's like in the intro of an episode when you see the cast list pop up, like as they're like talking to the beginning of it, and you'll see, and also starring Mark Ruffalo. And it's like, yeah, it's, like he's oh, not a cameo. It's, he's just kind yeah. of like here to further. Yeah, it's it's not like, yeah, oh, did you notice Mark spot. Ruffalo? Yeah, it's like he's yeah. actually a part of the story. The, the one thing I was thinking about um, is there's one, at least one scene of Bruce Banner that was in the trailer that we haven't seen yet. And I don't understand the context of if it's going to be in the show, maybe it doesn't make the final cut. But remember in the first She-Hulk trailer, there was like one weird shot where they were both looking at the camera and they were in like 70s outfits. And she was like, you wouldn't like us when we're angry. I don't. Oh, I don't it seems like they're like filming a commercial or something. Yeah, right? it feels like oh. a, a lawyer commercial for, for them. But they're both in human form. But like they were dressed in weird, weird outfits. But... Anyway, I don't know if that's going to be in the show, but to me, that means we are going to get more banner. Also, I really interesting, I, I pointed out by uh, by Jenna Garcia, um, host of PS I Love You, she points out that Co -host. you have to be at least five foot six to date Jen in this uh, in this show, Tatiana Maslany. And, Sorry, Andy. I mean, 
Well, I was just going to say, like, that's <laughs> such a, like, an average height, you know, five foot six, you know. And if you go above that, you're considered, like, above average, which is just an interesting thing to kind of think about, you know. Really interesting. You know, that's my, that's my, um, my, my, that's me analyzing the show, you know. I appreciate it, Andy. I appreciate yeah. that. I'm going deeper than the surface, Greg. I love that. Someone who's never thought about, you know their height and since like eighth grade i understand i appreciate that that perspective it's what we keep mm -hmm. you around for you know what of course I mean? yeah, yeah lesson yeah. to lower Kevin, perspective the old tic tacs what do they got to say about this all right come down calm down you totally piece of shit you know what I mean? <laughs> the old uh, tic tacs <laughs> talking about That's the free uh, art idea right there everybody drop a tic tac in the container don't waste your time with that make them all tic tacs and then make greg uh falcon Fly it over the, the <laughs> outfit. Um, the the scene, the action scene that Greg's talking about. I also was surprised at the CG quality of it, and I'm with Eddie that it felt like noise in in terms of like story and like plot and all that stuff. But I will say, and we talk about this a lot on the Marvel shows and the movies as well, that to me, an action scene doesn't necessarily need to like just progress the plot if the choreography is dope and engaging. And I thought they did a really good job with that, with this one. I thought that they played with Wong's portal stuff really well, him knuckling up with the, the power fist with his one-liners and shit, taking one of the portals and turning it into like a, a lasso to like pull the demons in. I was like, I did not expect this level of action choreography in She-Hulk whatsoever. So the fact that they are at least doing that, I'm like, I'm more impressed with this than I was with some of the action scenes in Moon Knight. And like that's saying something for what they're accomplishing for what they're trying to do. But I do think that they're also trying to accomplish comedy there that didn't really hit for me. And like that, that is that one thing. It's always hard. The action comedy sure. stuff, like you really, really, really gotta like know what you're doing. And I feel like they they nailed aspects of it, but overall it wasn't my favorite thing. Good show. Yeah. Really damn good show. Can't wait for more. Five Megan more episodes. Stallion got snapped. I've been thinking about this all week. No, we talked about it last week, Joe. I don't think she did. Because well, I we don't think have any, she... we don't have any proof though, right? I don't think she would have been able to build a career if she hadn't been yeah, snapped. Imagine she takes five years off. Yeah, that's not yeah. gonna happen. Because that's the thing, you know, body when to come out. If we're dealing with real world logic there, it was during the blip. Was it? Yeah, twenty twenty. I guess I forget about where the blip happened in terms there, of yeah, they're also in an advanced timeline because like this yeah. show is like in 2024, right, or 2025 or something like that. Yeah, you know, I actually don't know. I feel like everything's okay. always like two years ahead. This must be, be right? it. Must be past at the very least April 2024 because that's when Shang Chi happened and Abomination Cage Fight thing. So. It's like more advanced than when sports games come out. I'll tell you what, well, man, young Andy, 10-year-old Andy, when I'd see that like Madden 98 was coming out, I'd be like, well, what? It's 1997. How are we getting that? I was so confused by that shit, dude. So confused. That is fantastic. Let us know in the comments below if dates ever confused you. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be back later this week with uh lord of the rings we already did game of thrones a couple days ago so check all that out wherever you find the screencast and then next week we'll return with she hulk but like i said stay tuned to twitter.com slash kind of funny vids for all the updates on how we're going to cover d23 this weekend trailer drops all that fun stuff but until next time i love you all goodbye